see. Let's uh, let's try to keep things tight. The last I know. Like, <laughs> Come on. Like an hour and a half. The last. I, know. I mean, the last one was an hour and forty-five minutes. I know. I know. There's just been so much. <laughs> I'll try to be a. I'll try to be a moderator. Okay. Well, what guys, hey. What are you guys complaining about? You're not the ones editing this damn thing. You That's don't right. have to listen to it I, twice. But the thing is, it's I'm trying to make your life easier. That's right. We're doing this for we're doing this for Jordan. So hey, let's let's get started. Uh, Greg's got the drink in hands. Jordan showed up listening to uh, celebratory music in um, response to our upcoming vice president's new tweet that just dropped hot off the presses this evening. And oh, yes. but I'm I'm over here reading about the hottest news of the day. Um, I mentioned this to Jordan briefly, but Greg, would you like to know what's going on with Army Hammer? I've read some of the tweets, but yes, please inform me. I think he might be an actual cannibal. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And has like apparently been grooming women. Into like becoming. uh, Into becoming like subservient is as yeah. To becoming entrees. Yeah. So um, that's, that's pretty interesting. I mean, out of all the actors out there who I would, you know, look at and think might be a cannibal, he would probably be pretty high on the list to be honest. Yeah. He's got a very Patrick Bateman vibe. It's well, it's because of that. Uh, um, the Boots Riley movie, I think, I mean, other than, well, oh, good point. Yeah. The- yeah. Um, sorry to bother you. I think uh, yeah. he gives off some real cannibal vibes, but Anyway, um, it's Brigham Young Money. We're here. We're back again. It's uh, January 14th today. Uh, Greg, Jordan. Jordan, how are you doing? Let's start with you. <laughs> I'm doing okay because it's a it's a Gary Glitter type of night. Um, not in that way. Um, need to really specify, especially after the Army Hammer stuff. Um, just... <laughs> Yeah, feeling a little jokerified after uh, reading what our uh, incoming vice president just put on Twitter. Okay, so Kamala Harris, our incoming vice president, just tweeted about an hour ago. We will finish the job of getting a total of 2000 in cash relief to people who need it the most. The 600 already appropriate oh, is simply not enough. No. From your next president, Joe Biden. Thank you, Kamala. May I have another? Dude, the fact that she's quote, like she tweeted that and it's a quote of what Joe Biden is saying is so embarrassing. You're welcome, it's- peasants. It's so funny, too, because there was actually like campaign ads put out by like the Warnock campaign. And Georgia said, want a $2,000 check with an actual picture of a United States Treasury check with $2,000 written on it, too. Quite literally what him and Ossoff campaigned on. That was literally like quite literally what lost McConnell his job as Senate Majority Leader. Hey, guys, let's just there's a lot of, you know, a lot of. possible wiggle room in that sort of statement there between like 1400 2000 it's not like it's in writing in that advertisement or anything like that it's not like joe biden was like vote for us and we'll get a two thousand dollar check out to you it's nothing like that you guys are just reading too much into it because you're just a bunch of hater leftists that's absolutely right and of course um it's not like uh kamala her 
Kamala Harris herself tweeted two days ago saying we need $2,000 stimulus checks. It, to get everyone up to speed, so basically the Democrats have been running on getting $2,000 stimulus checks out to um, out to everyone. I mean, they're means tested, but essentially out to most people. And of course, this comes on the heels of already getting uh, a measly 600 during the- Have you guys got during... your stimmy yet? I did, yeah. Yeah, I, I got mine not. too. Interesting. And yeah, I've there's... been going on, like, apparently you can do like the- tr- track your check they've got like ups tracking now yeah. on irs.gov and it was supposedly mailed to me uh on the 6th and i still haven't weird still haven't received it so if trump if you're listening where's my money bitch yeah sounds absolutely. like someone didn't do enough to stop the steal <laughs> that's absolutely greg right. i so so again democrats have been running on two thousand dollar checks for um I mean, months now in order to win the uh, jo- the Georgia Senate races, which they did do because they ran on the $2,000 checks. And now that's apparently just getting like just ripped out from everyone's hands right on the precipice of being able to actually pass something like it's, that. This is, it, it's the fucking it's the most this is the most democratic thing ever, too, because <laughs> first of all, they didn't go for $2,000 until Trump said there should be $2,000. And now they're backtracking already. They're undercutting Donald Trump on checks again. Yep. They're literally, I mean. It, it's Lucy exactly with the football, bro. Every single fucking time. Except yep. it's Lucy holding the football and trying to kick the football at the same time. It's, it's, a, <laughs> it's amazing. That's the only thing you can really put it because it, if you think about it for more than five seconds, you just want to just throw your head into a wall. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I'm really excited for at least the next two years of a democratic majority that does fucking nothing. Yep. Yeah. I've been, I've been learning a lot recently about like what the Senate has become and um, the way it's currently constituted is that essentially if, if they really don't want to um, change things foundationally to how the Senate works, we're going to just be seeing fuck all for a very long time from this Senate. And I am, oh, it's going to be, it's going to be bad. But um, aren't, aren't you all excited to have Joe Manchin be the King Solomon of this court to just okay. decide whether or not you get relief or not? What's crazy though, is like um, for so many things in the Senate, like to get a filibuster proof majority, you have to have 60 votes. So if they really wanted to, they could change the Senate rules to where that wouldn't be a thing. And then Joe Manchin would be the most powerful Democrat because then they would only need a simple majority for almost everything. And so if they won't even do that to give Joe Manchin that power, then we are really in in for just... Not just that, but you've got the golden opportunity to make D.C. and Puerto Rico both states, which would more than likely get you another four senators. Yeah, Puerto Rico's a strange one because I don't even know if most people there even want to be a state. But if we're going to hold on to Puerto Rico as being exactly. a territory, then it needs to be a state. Yeah, yeah they're, they're great. They're, but like, there's a golden to a opportunity to, to do it. And you're yeah. right in that like we can expect fuck all. Yep. Yeah. So it's literally and then they're just going to be we're going to hear the same excuses of like, you know, um, well, there's like only, you know, 50 Democrats or 49, like surefire votes or whatever. So like, what do you want them to do? It's like, we tried to, oh, you you know, what's also funny is that um, 
who's the dude that lost in South Carolina to Lindsey Graham? Uh, Jamie Harrison, Jamie, our Jamie new Harrison. DNC chair. Yep. Spent like the equivalent, like nearly as much money as Amy McGrath did to lose in Kentucky. He almost is, spent basically is there, the equivalent. I really think the only other profession where you can fail upwards <clears throat> like people do in the Democratic Party are, are college football coaches. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. It, it makes oh. no sense. Like he got absolutely smoked in South Carolina after raising just a disgusting amount of money and now i think that's got to be why is that they they show he showed his fundraising power and that's the only thing that matters is yeah but dude like money. we all know that like um the most aggravating thing about that is that they raise so much money because of how hated their opponents are like amy and mcgrath didn't lost. raise a ton of money yeah. because she's incredible she raised a ton of money because people hate mitch mcconnell right but that's but that's so. he's fulfilling the role of what the dnc chair should be it's what they yep. want him to be it's right. it's this guy who was uh who was a lobbyist for the podesta group who then went yep. on who then went on to lose to one of the most hated people in american society but he raised a hundred million dollars so by just sheer fact of that democrats want him because they don't really want to win. They want to keep their favorite enemies in place so they can fundraise off of them too, because that's exactly mm -hmm. what he did in South Carolina. Yep. Sure. He, he raised a hundred million. Was it a hundred million? That sounds right. <laughs> yeah. I was about to put a B on that. He was like, that sounds really wrong. And I don't know what. So yeah, he raised a hundred million and lost by 10 points. So that's exactly good. what they want. Pretty they good. they want someone who can fundraise and also is like <laughs> beholden to the neoliberal, like centrist, moderate factions of the Democratic Party because he was able to work for John Podesta for like his early years. I mean, it's kind of like the Utah Jazz giving Rudy Gobert $205 oh million. <laughs> They're second get, in the West. Shut the fuck ready. up. Yeah, get ready to hear this from Greg for the next eternity. He's fist pumping in the background right now um okay, i mean it's so, not like the nets who like gave up their first round draft picks for like the next decade just to get like an aging star who's like very volatile with two other volatile stars who all of a sudden overnight turned into john henry dude yes he's it's it's insane i am i'm not ready for the the heart he's, nets, he's fried drexler man okay we're not we're not going back through that thread of literally 300 tweets of you no, guys making not. nba food puns <laughs> um cookies and kareem abdul jabbar i'm done so, okay okay there it is so Nick van double xl oh my god so what we want to spend the rest of the time going over is kind of is continuing to talk about um you know the chud flood and everything that happens with the storming of the Capitol last Wednesday, but also um, a few different stories that have, you know, kind of come from, uh, that we've learned since then. Um, the first thing we, we should talk about is, um, we've learned more about uh, a lot of the sympathies that, you know, certain QAnon Congress people have for these people, which of course isn't surprising. Um, we've heard reports that there were Congress people giving tours to some of these people who may have been some to storm the Capitol. Um, and these tours were given like the night before. Um, and I, you know, I, I've been reading up more about like some different protests that have taken place around that area. There was famously in 2007, an anti-Iraq war protest that took place there. 
um, where, and there's uh, obviously a lot of photos of that event where there were like 100,000 people um, protesting the war and there were just insane amounts of uh, police and probably National Guard. I couldn't tell exactly who was there. It appeared to be the National Guard. And so the more like the the more we learn about this event that took place last Wednesday, it really does seem like there was a coordinated attempt to at some level let this happen. And it's really hard to figure out, you know, who exactly was fully responsible or if it or how coordinated this was i don't want to get too like you know q pilled on my own direction but it's like there were clearly decisions made that either purposely didn't take this seriously because they didn't think that the people who were showing up to this rally would really do something like what they ended up doing or you know, maybe something more malicious than that to try to get the Patriot Act 2.0 or whatever. It's it's really strange to me, but we've seen some really concerning stuff um, from our Q Congress people. Uh, actually not Burgess Owens at the moment. I don't know how much he's actually said um, about this. He's trying to go back to just focusing on human trafficking, which is of course his most, uh, most prescient I- issue to him. Um, My man is elected. Yeah, my yeah. man has kept a low profile since, <laughs> since like this all went down. Dude, he's like he tweeted really like has. four times. He's he's, kept, he's, he's become yeah. Homer like going into the bushes. Dude, I know. He's just like sucking right back in because so, you know, again, that was the vote, uh, the day of the vote to certify the um, electoral college vote, which Burgess Owens, I think, went there claiming he was not going to do. And I think after the riot, I think he did do that so um pretty pretty good stuff from from him in particular but a couple of congress people are making some names for themselves this week even more than they already have and that's um congresswoman lauren bober of colorado and marjorie taylor green um, of florida and lauren bobert in particular is an interesting one because uh while all of the congress people were in the safe room and essentially being hidden from the uh, people who were breaking into the Capitol, she was tweeting out what was going on and like- She was tweeting out Nancy Pelosi's location. She said, yeah, she's been removed from the chambers. And they, uh, you know, we've heard from other Congress people like AOC um, talking about how they were very explicitly instructed to not say anything to anyone, including their families about what was going on. Um, Because they didn't want any information getting out. And Lauren Boebert was just out there tweeting out what was happening. Um, And there's also on the topic of Lauren, like she apparently or like apparently or allegedly gave a reconnaissance tour the day before to rioters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she she's uh, she's quite the like she's putting people in in danger. Oh, and and another thing, when everyone was in the uh, um, safe room like a lot of the Republican reps refused to wear masks and some of them had COVID and gave them, gave COVID to people um, like Premier Jayapal. I think uh, there uh-huh. were a few other who, uh, other um, reps who got it as well. And of course, a lot of these people are uh, elderly. <laughs> so yeah, like, I mean, we're going to, we're going to see like this time next week, like the amount of cases in like the DC area or yeah. like it's absolutely going to be a super spreader event and it's well, going to be tracked yeah. back to 
storming the Capitol. There's, yep. I mean, it, it's tough because there's there's so much COVID everywhere. It's going to be hard to really track, you know, what where it came from because we can barely we can't do that at this point because we're so far behind. Well, and with the IQs of the people who stormed the Capitol, when they go to the hospital, they're absolutely just going to tell the doctor, he's like, oh yeah, you know, I was at the Capitol. Yeah. Just participating no. in a little uh, little democracy, folks. Not to mention the fact that they were all like going maskless in like the one event where you should definitely mask up for. Yeah. Like even beyond COVID, like why are you not wearing a mask as you're storming the federal capital? It's insane. It's absolutely insane that they didn't do that's, that. But that's the funny thing. And I, you know, I brought it up on the last podcast. It's just like the dichotomy of like, yeah, you should be hiding your identity if for no other reason, but you can't wear a mask because that makes you look like a pussy in front of the Proud Boys. Also, yeah. speaking speaking of the pride of Rifle Colorado, <laughs> did you guys see the stuff about her husband? Uh, dude, I did. It is. I have not. <laughs> Please. Okay. So apparently at a bowling alley in that same city, uh, her husband decided, decided to strike up a conversation with some underage females oh, hell and yeah. talk about tattoos. Go. And one of the and the discussion then turned to a certain tattoo on how shall we say his phallic member, and he then decided Wait, to show got, it to he's them. He's got a dick tattoo. Yes, he does, and decided to show it to like a bunch of like teenagers at a bowling alley. You want to know how it gets better? Yes. She was a witness against him. Are they still married? They got married after that. What? Yes. Uh, no way. Yes. Nothing, nothing brings couples together like having to register on the sex offenders list. Hey, man, listen, small town America is weird like that. You can't just let a couple like Megan's Law oh. violations get between you and love, okay? And they're really from what? Rifle, Colorado. Yeah. yeah. R I F L E. Yeah, yeah. It's, Rifle, yes. I've, oh I've been Jesus. through there before. Oh, my God, dude. Wow. Wow. This is that's a, incredible. That's, this is a fucking Cohen Brothers movie. So, She's also been in the news even more because she um, has always bragged about how how she always brings she she brings guns to Congress like she just has a concealed pistol on her probably, and she um, in 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 response to the storming of the Capitol, um, there were some uh, um, metal de metal detectors put outside the uh, House of Congress and. Um, she refused to like let her bag get searched when she set off the alarms and like there were multiple people in the house making a big deal about like going through the metal detectors they're just now basically setting them off and ignoring the uh, capitol police when they say you know you set off the metal detector we have to search your stuff they're just completely ignoring them now so that's kind of a big like stand that the republicans are making is like being able to bring guns into congress and again this is um these q people bringing guns into congress is probably bad since they believe that like their fellow members of congress are like eating children um and sacrificing them so like probably not a good idea to let these people have guns in there but hey what do i know don't worry they, they've shown themselves to be like responsible people so far yep. yeah things are going really well they of course have been in congress um members of congress for like eight days or whatever so um continuing on uh with with this riot that that took place um since since we since the dust has completely settled, five people have died, including a cop. Um, and 
you know, a bunch of people on the FBI's most wanted list were at the Capitol themselves. And a bunch of people who were there have been added to that most wanted list. And it's something Way to that's go, really... you fucking idiots. <laughs> and also, um, we need to just officially eulogize Blue Lives Matter. That's right. Because it's officially dead. And I don't ever want to hear a fucking right wing. They literally talk about killed that, that cop with. They fucking killed a cop with a fire extinguisher. Yep. Yep. Well, I mean, Blue Lives Matter has never been about like actually like respecting police or right. thinking, like policing is the is conducted correctly in this country. It's about who the target of policing is overall. Like, and it's also just a racist retaliation to Black Lives Matter. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So you know, and the way that a lot of these people who were there are getting identified is. Re- super funny because as we mentioned none of them had masks on because they were making it a point to not wear masks in the one acceptable time to start wearing masks at like any event ever like you couldn't do it for that one yeah so we mentioned that uh baked alaska like famous like all right (laughs) neo-nazi yeah he he was live streaming he was live streaming the whole thing and and the fbi has apparently arrested a bunch of people through um identifying them through his live stream except for baked alaska himself he's facing no charges so what does that tell you about his uh standing with the federal government we love our cops our law enforcement (laughs) that motherfucker flipped faster than a trapeze artist well the funny thing is he's still probably gonna go to jail because he broke his parole by leaving the state of arizona but good job baked alaska yeah so um you know and as part of this uh you know, uh, we have one person in particular that we're going to get to in a minute who we want to talk about that was part of this, who played a very crucial role in the events that took place that day. And he's a uh, Utah original. So we'll get to him in a moment. Um, but just continuing on with what's been going on. Um, oh, yeah. Trump got impeached again, <laughs> and which was like the quickest impeachment. Um, I mean, he obviously hasn't faced the Senate he, trial yet. Just an absolutely unprecedented loser. Like, Dude, that we, so we can't funny. we can't emphasize that enough. Like, I know a very funny, very strange man. But the fact of the matter is, is that he's just an incredible fucking failure. Yep. And it's just insane. like the dumbest wettest man <laughs> and uh they and should have actually... led him on twitter just for that day <laughs> I know. just for I know. that day we're gonna, so we're gonna get into that we're gonna get into I that was so also that he wasn't on twitter boys i just want to say real quick i'm doing great thank you that's right oh sorry you... greg i forgot we didn't get to, we didn't get back to you this was all jordan's update by the way this is how jordan's been doing um, my my whole yeah. life is like uh, it's just a, a word document that we just fill all of our information on and share. <laughs> yep, this is Greg. You're at the very bottom. We're gonna get to you right at the end and ask how you are. But uh, yeah, so fabulous. Um, you know, Trump Trump gets impeached again. This time he actually had um, was it eight or nine or ten Republicans in the House voted to impeach him. It was ten. Um, 10 Republicans voted to impeach him. And meanwhile, while so many are like saying, we can't impeach, like, please don't impeach him. Like we need unity. We need healing and impeaching him would only further divide the country. Um, By like Josh Hawley, the same guy who was giving like Nazi salutes and like 
big raised fists he, I mean, to the was, mobsters. Yeah, he was cheering on the Capitol riot thing while it was happening. He Ted Cruz, right after giving his fucking Independence Day, we won't go quietly in the night speech. Yeah, so it's like... You know, what we're seeing is people like Josh Hawley thinking that they can appeal to the Trump people to try to, you know, rein in his base to be the next, the the heir. Oh, yeah. Someone there. It's a mad scramble right now Mm -hmm. to see who's going to be the next Trump. And the fact of the matter is there's nobody like that. Nobody has that like panache. Yeah. And, you know, him getting impeached again. Not only is it really funny, but like there is a very good chance that Mitch McConnell makes the calculation that they want to see him convicted so he can be separated from the Republican Party. So they can they can pin all the blame on him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, whether or not that's a good calculation, it's hard to say because there are so many Trump people. But like um, there's a very good chance that like, you know, him getting convicted really diminishes and eliminates the chance of him uh you know running again in the future which was put out to be honest though like i'm pro impeachment for that like he wouldn't be able to run his children wouldn't be able to run he -hmm. wouldn't get like what is it like is it 400 or 200 thousand dollar pension for the rest of his life and like and like a million dollar uh a year travel budget like no fuck (laughs) off like go right like go out on your couch why wouldn't like, his children be able to run? Like, like I feel like this just opens the door to Don Jr. twenty twenty four. I mean, <laughs> they probably can, but we all know how big of like dipshits they are. Like, I don't think there's any way that 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 they're gonna run. I don't um, know. Like, I I feel like this would be like this would be like Octavian taking up the throne for Julius Caesar after his <laughs> his assassinations. Like, my father yeah. died on this floor. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. So. It's it's hard to say what's going to happen, but like you know, he's going to be facing like um, the Senate trial potentially, and uh, if he does get convicted, it's going to make it even funnier because he's going to like be kicked out of office uh, and convicted like literally right before he gives it up anyway. Mike like, Pence is going to be president for three days. They're literally stealing like. Uh, a bunch of shit from the white house on their way out like there's like photos of them removing like a bust of like abraham lincoln and like literally stripping the copper wire yep Kellyanne connelly just walks out with a sink (laughs) (laughs) dude it's so insane that she's still around because i thought she was like completely she was done i i yeah i thought she had to go save her family you you think she's gonna go hang out with her husband I mean, I think Stephen Miller like is like Mr. Pink at the end of like Reservoir Dogs. He's going to be the last one just walking out of the place. Yep, hundred percent. So uh, let's see. So we, you know, uh, Greg mentioned or Jordan. I can't remember who the fuck said it, but you know, we wish that Trump could be able to tweet that day. And I can't remember had we had Trump been banned permanently since we no. like, when we were okay. So Trump no. got permanently banned from Twitter, which is incredible it's hilarious but um you know one of the saddest things is that we lose his archive of tweets they should be saved on the internet but just harder it's, to search i know the national also archive does work. the national archive does have a backup of like donald trump's <laughs> tweets because like i'm dead serious they had like a backup yeah. of like a lot of like twitter for like the longest time so don't worry we'll still have uh washed up psycho bet mill bet midlers <laughs> out there somewhere yeah, exactly. Okay. So give to me be honest, though, it 
It really was. Outside of the night that yeah. he got COVID, it's been the it was the funniest night to be online in a long time. Cause this dude was like trying to post from alt accounts. Like he used <laughs> he usually uses his like at real Donald Trump, which was the the account that got shut down. And then he was posting from yeah. like the White House account and then like the actual like POTUS account. And then like tried apparently to like use Dan Bongino's account and like you know it's only a matter of time until he starts like posting from tiana trump's only fans a true poster tries ban evasion my friend i'm just yeah i'm just exactly we're gonna start seeing a few accounts pop up like punish trump uh not trump ban for truth trump ban for truth okay so um Greg, you just mentioned like uh, like a super small thing that that took place, but it was absolutely incredible because Trump spent like a good part of a day, you know, trying to get on different people's Twitter accounts and get access. Like his dedication from, to posting, yeah, it was is, incredible. Is he tried tweeting from the uh, Team Trump account and they just smoked it. <laughs> oh, that's right, I forgot um, about that. Yeah, Dan Scavino. There was just like a whole bunch of people lined up, ready to like offer up their sacrifice to Trump and let I him want take to over be like Dan Bongino. <laughs> exactly, and um, you know, I think it's I think it's right that before we get into our final topic, that we go through some of our favorites. Uh, I've got I've got some pulled up. I okay. made a I made a video that to eulogize the greatest. And most powerful poster That's right. of all time. Wait, did you he, put the, the uh, 9-11 one in there? That's one of my favorites. Yes. So I'm just going to read a couple of my favorites. Okay. Number one, of course, on the list. Barney Frank looked disgusting. Nipples <laughs> protruding in his blue shirt before Congress. Very, very disrespectful. <clears throat> Sissy Graydon Carter, a failing Vanity Fair magazine and owner of bad food restaurants, has a problem. His VF Oscar party is no longer hot. Are we talking about what a phrase bad food restaurants is? It's It's so so funny. Every single time. Another one of my all-time favorites. And like he tweeted about this for like a good few months. You all remember the Robert Pattinson, Kristen Stewart saga with, with Donald Trump. He really is just the messiest bitch who lives for drama. He really does. But uh, one of my my favorite tweets from that saga is Robert Pattinson should not take back Kristen Stewart. She cheated on him like a dog and will take a dog. Like a dog. Just watch. There's so many bad food. There's so many bad food restaurants tweets on here too. I got I gotta read a couple of them. Please. I love seeing that Graydon Carter and Vanity Fair are failing so badly. He's only focused on his bad food restaurants. <laughs> if Graydon Carter's very dumb bosses would fire him for his terrible circulation numbers at failing Vanity Fair, his bad food restaurants die. Let's see whether or not Chuck Townsend and at Condi Nast Corporation is smart enough to fire Graydon Carter, who only cares about his bad food restaurants. Oh, my God. At Vandy Fair could come back if if Graydon Carter paid as much attention as he does to his bad food restaurants at Condi Nast Corp. Insane. (laughs) Circulation is way down and all he thinks about are his bad food restaurants. 
Just, There's like 10 tweets where he just has bad food restaurants in it. That is such a weird thing to say, <laughs> dude. So weird. Okay. Another Greg, one, give us a couple got, more. A couple more. Um, this, of course, was from the 2016 campaign, you know, after insinuating that Ted Cruz's dad was the Zodiac killer. Right. He also came back and said, lying Ted Cruz just used a picture of Melania from a GQ shoot in his ad. Be careful, Lion Ted, or I will spill the beans on your wife. Oh, my God. <laughs> it, I mean, I'm sad those aren't on there because, like, I, I miss referencing that incredible archive on Twitter oh of God. just the brilliance. And, like, it just really spells out how cucked Ted Cruz is that he supports oh, that guy. So funny. Another yes. one of my... Another one of my all-time favorites, and it's another one of his few. It's much like Graydon Carter. He would go in on the Coca-Cola company, which culminated in one of the greatest tweets of all time, which is, I think Bobby Bigwill has has called it accidental drill. Yep, it but really is. This. The Coca-Cola company is not happy with me. That's okay. <laughs> I'll still keep drinking that garbage. <laughs> Okay. That one is so good. It's really a top 10 tweet in the history. It's incredible. I rediscovered a classic. Which one? Yes. Happy Cinco de Mayo. (laughs) The best taco bowls are made in Trump Tower Grill. I love Hispanics. And the best. I love Hispanics. And he's at his desk with two, with like this shit eating grin and two (laughs) very large Siskel and Ebert thumbs up. Yeah, just oh, sitting there man. in front of like a bowl that looks like it's just like nothing but like ground beef with some cheese and like a little bit of yep. sour cream on it. And uh, I, I'm going to miss every September 11th retweeting the yes. uh, classic. I would like to extend my best wishes to all, even the haters and losers on this <laughs> special date, September 11th. Speaking, oh. of, speaking of haters and losers, another great one. Every time I speak of the haters and losers, I do so with great love and affection. They cannot help the fact that they were born fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) And then going back to the 2016 campaign, who can forget when Trump said that Hillary Clinton was schlonged, which culminated in this tweet. Once again, hashtag MSN is, or MSM is dishonest. Schlonged is not vulgar. When I say Hillary got schlonged, that mean or that meant beaten badly. <laughs> Dude, okay, like one of my favorite things that um probably the best uh person who synthesizes Trump and everything that he is, uh yes. David Roth. Uh-huh. He David Roth had a he would do that thing where he would tweet out like a fake quote and he would try Lately to fortuitous go, yes he would try to get trump to retweet it so he he did one where he in quotes said i was never one who looked at success as bad for me success was always good i loved it and still do donald trump and trump retweeted that um, speaking of which because we all know how like narcissistic trump is and he like if you ever said anything good about him in a tweet Especially if you actually if you added him, he was going to retweet it. Which one of my favorite re- retweets, of course, is from at cat penis. Oh, that's right. I respect your integrity, sir. Rock on. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, 
Vic Berger used to always like goat Trump into doing the same thing back in the day. Yeah, because Trump used to be the king of like the manual retweet where you just where like copy the tweet sex. in there. RT, yeah. yes. Which is which is still one of my favorites too. The young based god, your dad gives good brain. Yes. Damn. Oh my god. It's called jeans. It's called jeans. So it's we're just gonna those miss good him. German genetics, folks. That's right. So we're, we're going to miss his presence on Twitter. Uh, there's a conversation to be had about, uh, you know, the discussion it's around text censorship. Day. But um, Remember when he almost started World friend. War Three when he was, like, tweeting to Iran? That's right. Yeah, About, like, dropping a nuke that. on them? <laughs> and yeah. I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. It's been a long time without you, my friend. <laughs> Beautiful. So maybe we'll talk later about the censorship discussion, um, but we want to get into something near and dear to our uh, Utah hearts. That's and... right. Sissy Graydon Carter's bad food restaurants. Oh, my God. Yep, that's exactly <laughs> it. Um no, it's actually a little person by the name of John Sullivan. Uh, John Sullivan gained some notoriety in Utah over the last year for showing up at some BLM protests and being really fucking weird and behaving in very strange ways that led to um, incitements of violence and just things really escalating things as much as possible. Um, there's a lot to be said about John. Um, and, you know, I've had, like, I know people who have had encounters with him um, personally. And, you know, he is a really strange dude. Like, I have a friend who, um, I have a friend who's black, and John is, uh, should be mentioned, is a black man. And he approached my friend and, you know, tried to get him to just like be friends with him, I guess but just really started telling him some really uh, crazy stuff and just like what he was uh, up to and what he was into. And it's, it's, um, it's really interesting. So the reason why John has been in the news most recently is because I, the night of the Capitol Hill uh, riot insurrection, whatever, um, John Sullivan was on CNN getting interviewed by Anderson Cooper. And I started seeing pic uh, pictures on Twitter of people watching CNN and being like, please tell me that's not John Sullivan on CNN. And sure enough, it was. He was introduced as a um, left-wing activist and was just being interviewed by Anderson Cooper who took John and his account at face value. And John was saying that he was at the Capitol Hill insurrection um, to simply document it as uh, like a journalist. Um, it turns out that's not exactly what took place. And there was actually a really good piece of reporting um, from Max Blumenthal at Gray Zone. And he went full, fully in depth on John Sullivan. Um, and the, the title of this article is Chaos Agent, Right Wing Blames US Capitol Riots on Notorious Instigator Banished by Black Lives Matter. And that last part's really important because he is not, he, after some early things that took place, um, very notably um, one of the protests that took place in Provo that led to someone shooting into a car, um, 
John was not welcome at protests organized by any organizers in Utah, and the word of John's quickly spread to other cities and states to where I saw places like Portland and Seattle. I saw activists in those cities tweeting out that John was not welcome in, in their cities, and it was crazy to me that he was even known, but, you know, John is someone who is very clearly uh, someone seeking a lot of attention and he has received an incredible amount of attention this week. Yeah. And Cause we, right now yeah. you have like Sean Handy and Dan Bongino calling him like the anti-fa force that started the entire riot. Yep. So, so that's it, a very just, interesting place to find like, himself in. It just gives, cause that's been like the big excuse from like these far right agitators and people yep. who were at the riots is that it was actually a covert Antifa operation. Yep. And yeah, in, in John fact, Sullivan, like, he's now become the face of that like total yeah. bullshit lie. Yep. Yeah, because he's pretty much like the only person in that entire crowd that wasn't a 55 year old HVAC repairman. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I, you know, when I first saw him on CNN, I didn't really understand the role that he actually did play in what happens um, that day, especially, you know, one event in particular in which, in, in which a woman was shot and killed. But um, I kind of want to go through pieces of this article that, you know, that Max Blumenthal wrote. And this guy is, there's some really interesting and strange shit about this guy. So I'm just going to start by reading. Um, this isn't, you know, a reading, you know, series, if you will, um, that where we're making fun of an article. This is really good reporting. And I'm not, I was actually surprised to see. Um, maybe I shouldn't be when you have Rudy Giuliani tweeting out, you know, how this is evidence and proof of Antifa causing the riot. But yeah, this um, is a, yeah, this whole article was pretty much like the only sort of like reporting I've actually seen that was worth anything on mm -hmm. like John Sullivan's role. And like, I know it's from the gray zone. I'm not really a big fan of the gray zone. Cause I feel like yeah. they get a little hyperbolic sometimes, especially yep. like Max Blumenthal, but this is pretty much like the only like article I've actually seen about John Sullivan that just doesn't call him like an Antifa thug. So yeah, exactly. Uh, same disclaimer about the gray zone. Um, I'm not a huge gray zone head. Max Blumenthal, uh, take him as you will, but this is pretty well, re well reported and um, is a pretty in-depth article that I'm not seeing anywhere else. So I'm just gonna start out by reading some of the beginning. It says, the most dramatic footage to emerge from the far-right storming of the US Capitol on January 6th depicted the lethal shooting of Ashley Babbitt, a pro-Trump activist and military veteran by a Capitol Police officer. The man responsible for capturing that video was John Solomon, a self-styled activist who has operated under aliases Activist X, Activist John, and Jaden X, which is a new name that he started using recently. Since an interview with CNN's Anderson Cooper, who described him as a left-wing activist, Sullivan has become Exhibit A in the right-wing's conspiratorial case claiming Antifa was responsible for the violence in the Capitol. So he goes on and he continues with something that's really interesting um, and key to the story of John Sullivan, and it's that he has a brother um, who is you know also black these two um black men brothers they were adopted by a white mormon family in utah which becomes key as well but his brother is a right-wing dude um explicitly 
And um, so he continues and says, through interviews with Sullivan, his brother, a video journalist documenting his exploits and Black Lives Matter activists who have encountered him, a more unsettling portrait has emerged that stands at stark odds with the pro-Trump narrative. While Sullivan has attempted to brand himself as a BLM leader, he has been effectively locked out from activist communities across the country where he is almost universally regarded as a dangerous provocateur. A close review of the raw footage he shot inside the Capitol and published on his personal YouTube channel shows him enthusiastically identifying with the right-wing rioters and their objectives, volunteering to use a knife to assist them and instigating them to commit acts of violence on all the way up to the moment of Babbitt's shooting. He has insisted to me that he has no political ideology while associates describe him as a nihilist committed to spawning chaos above all else. So, he continues and talks about how problematic the appearance was on Anderson Cooper in particular, and I'm not really surprised from CNN, but they just, he was just able to describe himself as a left-wing activist. The Washington Post described him as a liberal activist, and um, Politico also, oh, and Chris Hayes on MSNBC and PolitiFact referred to him similarly, calling him a left-wing activist or a licensed from a self-described civil rights activist. So, um, you know, it's, and his footage, which was the most, um, it was really strange seeing that footage. I didn't know it was from him at first, because I saw the video of Ashley Babbitt getting shot by Capitol Police. Um, I didn't know that was from John at first, but I started to see pictures of him in the mix. And I was like, this is a really bad look, specifically because we knew that this was going to be a talking point from the right. And then, um, you know, knowing John and his knack for being in situations where he has clearly escalated things. It's, it's bad. <laughs> it's, it's really bad. Hey guys, I got a question for you. Sure. If you were found, if you were founding a uh, activist organization that wanted to get mo the most a attention from police and like right-wing groups as much as humanly possible, what would you call it? Hmm. Give me a hint. I don't know. I'm like, I'm thinking of something that could have like crafted in like a group at like Quantico or something Let's like see. that. Like, maybe, I don't know, like maybe something Revolution like America. What about or, like Insurgents maybe? The, the like Insurgents USA? That sounds like a good one. It rolls off the tongue Patriots. a little bit. Yep. Insurgents USA. That sounds, that sounds really great. Hey, Kyle, what's the name of uh, John's group? Oh, my God, that's weird. The slick but scammy content of Sullivan's Insurgents USA website underscores the reputation he has earned in BLM circles as a grifter. The most, most extensive section of his site is dedicated to hawking expensive riot gear, including a $45 <laughs> spear tip knife. Sullivan happens to be a formal, former salesman who left his career during the summer of 2020 after winning a racial discrimination settlement. This dude just straight up like he's Sean King, like 2.0. He's yep, like the T2, I, in fact, T2 version of Sean King. My friend, right, hold on a second. I'm, I'm going to the shop right now. Let's see what kind of riot gear we can get. Okay. Right, so, yeah. my friend Eric, who met him, he said, I called him Sean King's dumbass brother. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, uh, so there is a section on this shop that's called Block Gear Collective, and it's spelled like Black Block. Oh my! God. Like this is fucking. This is just bait for the FBI. Yeah, this is. Let's see what insane. we got here: gas mask, tactical gloves, 
plate carrier, backpack, shooting gloves, shooting earmuffs. Your your uh, URL might as well just be like arrestme.com. That's For right. some reason, this auto this auto directs to FBI.gov. It's weird. <laughs> no, no, like a two hundred and fifty dollar plate carrier. What the? F- this is all just like markup bullshit. That like that like people who want to look tough. Thirty dollar tactical gloves. What the fuck? It's just like yeah. this sneaker resale market on steroids. It's insane. No, so, this is this is Kanye West like wearing combat boots and then those selling for like six hundred dollars. Yeezy riot gear. <laughs> oh my god. So, uh, oh my god, I'm seeing some of the stuff linked on the website. This is just insane. The spear, like he sells knives, dude. It's it's this is ridiculous. So, um, Max continues and he says many activists have characterized Sullivan as an agent provocateur while others have speculated that he is a law enforcement asset. What all seem to agree on is that he thrives off of creating as much chaos as possible. Um, he, there's quotes from BLM activists in different cities, DC in particular, where, he, you know, John travels to different cities just to show up and, and like get content and try to get YouTube views. Essentially, that seems to be what he um, his goal is he's currently facing charges in Provo for inciting a riot and criminal mischief. So that on its face, like, you know, take that for what you will, because we have so many people in Utah in particular who are getting charged with, you know, ridiculous things. But John Sullivan in particular, you know, he's not like an, like if you were at any of the BLM protests, you know that the people who are organizing these protests and leading the protests and if they're a good, you know, activist and organizer, they're there to help protect the people who are there protesting. John is there to create chaos. And that's um, very evident in the video that he filmed. And it's also evident in the uh, um, different protests that he has been at. But in particular, if someone that was with John shot someone um, at that or shot into the uh, that SUV at that protest. And because of that incident, um, the Utah Citizens Militia is a right-wing um, group that was that were formed in in response to that that event. Um, but this part's really interesting when it comes to his brother. Among the pro-Trump activists leading the charge against John Sullivan in Utah is his own brother James Sullivan, the founder of the right-wing outfit called Civilized Awakening and a close ally ally of the Proud Boys. James Sullivan described John to me as an agitator who suffers from mental health issues and is driven by an insatiable desire for media celebrity. I uh, I think that's incredibly apparent. Um, <laughs> something else that's that's interesting is that there's this documentary filmmaker. Um, her name is Jade Sacker, and she was with John at the Capitol and is making a documentary. Um, and Jordan, if I'm if I'm if I'm wrong here, correct me, but it appears to be paying both John and his brother for her to make a documentary about them. Is that right? Yeah, because apparently James Sullivan has like a lot of like child support issues and um, they kind of freed him up a little bit more. So she covered a lot like a travel for him, a lot of like living expenses for him, which seems not like the best thing ever for like an objective uh, documentarian to do. Yeah. Especially if you're enabling like people in the middle of an insurrection. <sighs> Yep, that's that sounds exactly right. Um, so, so something important is that J- John's brother James, he's as I mentioned a pro-Trump activist. He was organizing the main Stop the Steal rally in Washington that day. 
Um, and John claimed to have intelligence, he said, that, that, that there was going to be a storming of the Capitol, which really he's probably just getting information from his brother's website or whatever, um, you know, and going from there. And something that's just a little, little piece of this article that's interesting, his and John's adoptive father, James and John, their adoptive father is an Air Force Major General named Kevin J. Sullivan, who was disciplined for his role in wrongly sending fuses for nuclear warheads to Taiwan. Jesus. Following his retirement after two decades of service, Major General Sullivan went to work for an arm in, arms industry firm that contracts with the Pentagon. So... Hey, well, everyone makes so. mistakes. I mean... Who hasn't accidentally sent nuclear missile parts to Taiwan that would probably like piss off the the Chinese to the point where they might go to war? Man, it's it's insane. So that documentary film filmmaker or whatever, um, Sacker, she said, you know, she described at one point that that she was John's friend and said he was very nonviolent, um, but he's John's someone who's gotten the uh, um, the nickname from the BLM activist in DC as Proud Boy X and uh, Sacker even conceded that John's ultimate agenda is to spawn as much destruction as possible he's just I mean, angry even here in Utah even here in Utah in July he was doing like armed marches up yeah. to the Capitol like like this was after someone got shot at his first rally in early July. Yep. Late July, he was doing armed marches and plate carriers with assault weapons up to the fucking Capitol. Yep. Like all he's into is just provoking is just provoking like reaction from people. He's a shitlord. Yeah, he really is. Yeah, and he and, really is. And in this uh, part in particular, um, Sacker, the documentary uh maker she said he's just angry she reflected to me and he says it in a lot of his videos fuck the system burn it down he just doesn't think it can be reformed like he kind of wants his civil war he's a bit of a provocateur and he wants to dismantle the system and he believes in the value of civil disobedience and because he is apolitical i think he feels more a sense of allegiance to anyone who shares that the values of i guess chaos that's not being apolitical right like that's taking a very political stance. Like, yeah, it's a very sort of like he's individualistic and destructive stance, but it's still a political stance. Yeah, he's you, yeah. I mean, you can confused. be political and be a nihilist. Yeah, yeah. Like he's just a boogaloo boy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he really is. He's he's he has the exact same ideology as the boogaloo boys. And um, let's see. So, you know, James James and John's relationship is so interesting because like James is using his brother as a way to pin, you know, all of the everything that took place. He's basically using his brother as a prime example. And not only him, obviously, this is the entire move of the right wing is to say, you know, this was John. And, you know, John in his video that is fully on YouTube, um, the shooting and storming of the U.S. Capitol in Washington, D.C., view discretion is advised he's kind of an idiot but this is of course his Jaden x youtube channel um you know and the top comment is this guy has a lot to say for someone who's quote just there to document because you know when he he claims to be unideological or non-political or whatever but he in that video seemed very um genuine in his support for what was taking place there um, you know, John, James claims that his brother had been has been affected by psychological issues. They kind of John basically says that's a complete lie, and you know, they're th it's really strange. This through this article, they're kind of like bickering with each other through Max Blumenthal, 
And um, it's, it's a really interesting read just on the dynamic of their relationship. But um, so as the video is going, let's see, I'll read part of this. The footage began as the mob stormed the Capitol deck overlooking the National Mall. Sullivan can be heard exclaiming, let's go, this shit's ours, fuck yeah, we have accomplished this shit, we did this shit together, we're all part of this history. There was no indication he was impersonating a supporter of the invasion to gain the confidence of the right-wing mob. His enthusiasm for the frenetic scene appeared to be absolutely authentic. Um, he, he said something, man, he's just so corny, like Sullivan encouraged the invaders as they repelled up the walls of the Capitol. Let's go, you guys are savage offered one man his hand could be seen with a gas mask hanging from his belt clearly prepared for a direct confrontation um you know he said shit like we got to burn this we got to get this shit burnt people you know in the video um Sacker, the documentary filmmaker is like basically telling him to chill out because you know he he's like he broke a window um you know he, and she told he's him he's committing stop. like multiple felonies yep and and he, he said like no one got that on camera like saying like it's okay except for him filming himself breaking a window so and admitting to it on on camera too like yeah. not just like saying like no one got it on camera it's like oops i got a little out of hand and then broke this window hope no one saw that except for my own chest rig that's recording everything yeah um okay so you know as things continued to heat up uh, he started like there's footage of him talking to the Capitol police, like they were uh, obstructing, you know, people running through the Capitol. So John to one of the, the, he says, people got hurt downstairs. John told the apparent commanding officer, y'all putting yourselves in harm's way. I'm recording, but I'm just trying to tell you, I'm caring about you, the mob of people. You don't want that. The police eventually gave in and allowed the mob to press ahead. While stampeding down a hallway, a rider banged on the door of the member of a member of Congress with a Kevlar helmet. Sullivan egged him on, declaring, that's what I'm saying, break that shit. Then, in a fit of excitement, he exclaimed, does somebody have music? That would be fire if somebody had a boombox or something. Revolutionary music and shit. Revolutionary oh. music and shit. So... Uh, you know, they, they continued and then they get to the part where they, um, he, he did say at one point, you know, uh, let me through, I've got a knife, he said multiple times. And then he told Max that he actually didn't have a knife, which, um, and then Sacker said he definitely has a knife because he carries them all, the, he carries it all the time. Um, which is just ridiculous, but they get to the point of the ultimate confrontation where, where Ashley Babbitt is, is killed by Capitol police. Um, this, this part is insane. So uh, Sullivan once again pushed to the front of the crowd and began hectoring three Capitol police officers standing guard, demanding they clear the way so the mob can break through. Bro, I've seen people out there get hurt, he said to one officer, his face just inches away. I don't want to see you get hurt. We will make a path dead ass. Just let us make a path. I want you to go home. The moment the officers capitulated to the pressure from Sullivan and several others, including Ashley Babbitt, Sullivan urged the crowd, go, 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 get that shit, let's go. It was then that several men began smashing the windows and attempting to break down the doors. Seconds later, as Babbitt attempted to climb through a broken window, an officer appeared with a gun in hand from behind a corridor on the other side of the doors. Yo, there's a gun, Sullivan screamed, there's a gun. A shot rang out in Babbitt's lifeless body, dropped to the ground, blood pouring from her wound in her neck and her eyes rolling back in her head. She was killed instantly, stopping the rabid mob in its tracks. 
I questioned Sullivan about his documented role in pressuring the Capitol Police to abandon the doors and his encouragement of the rioters to break down those doors. He responded with an absurd piece of spin, insisting he was merely trying to protect the officers from harm. Either the officers are going to get hurt or people are going to go through that door. I want to try and save, try and help save somebody's life. I want to try and help save somebody, he claimed. When I see an officer cry, they want to go home to their kids. He was crying because he wants to go home to his kids. And when I see that, how can you not Jesus be moved? Christ. How can you not say something? He got that woman killed. Like, Yeah. Mm-hmm. I So when I, when I first saw him on TV, I, I did not know he was as intimately involved. Um, with this as i thought um and again this isn't someone who this is somebody who is completely not ideological ideologically aligned with the left with um you know blm or quote antifa he is you know if as you read through this piece you see that he's just like a complete um narcissist and just obsessed with being in the spotlight like he said like at one point he talks about how you know he was just <clears throat> pretending to be he, he he said he thought he was doing undercover journalism pretending to be somebody like going into like a drug ring he compared it to where he was with the uh, criminals as he described them and being among all the people storming the capital but he's literally doing you know, every single thing that they're doing and is also encouraging it as much as he possibly can to the point where a woman is literally shot and killed. I'm just, I'm just imagining him as like underground reporter Serpico who just got in too deep. Yeah. It's, Oh, also, uh, after over a decade of compete in training, let's see, after over a decade of, of training to compete in the Olympics as a speed skater, then rising through the corporate ranks as a marketing whiz, Sullivan abandoned his normie life goals and founded an anarchist protest outfit called Insurgents USA. That's the origin of Insurgents USA. Every anarchist outfit I know sells like fashionable cargo pants for 50 bucks. Yeah, it's it's like, is he insane. like the fucking like real life version of like Lucius Best from the Incredibles? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, there's some interest. I mean, th- this whole article has a ton of good backgrounds on um, on John and like his ties to uh, he, there's photos of him with a proud boy leader, Thad, Cin- Thad Cisneros in Washington, D.C. together. Um, and he's also uh, with that same guy who's uh, if you if you've been to a, um, a rally in Salt Lake and there's been counter protesters with Proud Boys, you've seen Fad. He's this just like gigantic Proud Boy dude. And apparently he and John are um, friends or they sure appear to be. Yeah, apparently they're f- like his br- like James Sullivan is friends with Thad and by extension kind of John is too. Like they quote unquote talk politics and stuff. And apparently like the dad's also like talking to Thad as well. So, oh, man, yeah, it's yeah, he's, it's a fucking uh, mess. That's all you can say. It's it's a complete mess, um, you know. Cisneros at one point is, is talking to Sacker and he wanted to have a better understanding of John's intentions and why he was at the Capitol, whether he was collaborating with the FBI and if his ex-military father had some role in what he did. She framed his questions in terms of conspiracy theories floating around the far right online ecosystem. Um, you know, it's, it's just really, really strange. Uh, there's a part where they talk about, you know, he's cooperative with the FBI and 
he gets released a lot quicker than um oh yeah this is interesting sean michael Love of black house news and soul of news said sullivan's history of being swiftly freed from police custody was a source of long-standing suspicion for blm activists he always gets released and usually much quicker than everybody else and that's just you know when you see that pattern you wonder if there's something else going on and if you compare that to how a lot of other protesters have been uh, treated in salt lake um that is certainly a question worth asking and um we love our cops yeah. our law enforcement man it's this article like really just uh blew my mind because i mean first of all i don't expect to see an article in the gray zone about some like random utah person but no. like you know I, <laughs> I don't really know i don't know what really what to take from this other than the fact that um it, this just like this just is who he is like i don't think uh this this clearly isn't a left-wing activist by any means he couldn't no. be more um he, this is an opportunist he james in one point uh mentions how he would go with john to his parents house and they would have dinner together and they never talked about politics and then something it, it happened with the george floyd protest something sparked in john around that time where he saw an opportunity for himself to become this like he i mean he he sees himself with the gear and everything he sees himself as being like somebody who could garner a lot of attention as being somebody on the front lines fighting this fight but he doesn't have any ideological stake in the fight according to himself he doesn't have any political stake he's just there for the attention and it's that's all an, attention it's insane the most charitable reading i can give to john sullivan is that he's alex jones yeah he's a person yeah. who just does nothing but try and put himself to the forefront of attention at all times and if he can sell a bunch of shit on his website to make a buck too then so yeah. be it that's the most charitable and then he's like, just yeah he's a grifter that's that's what it is yeah and he honestly very well might have like you know uh <laughs> like mental issues of some kind i mean you i think anyone that that is willing to put themselves in again being the most charitable and saying that he's not an actual op which i think he really might be at some level uh you know given that like i think that you know he can there, there's just man i'm losing my train of thought but this guy i'm just i'm just blown away at, at what he's doing um and it's just it just makes no sense to me that he could be getting away with this for, for so long so the, like oh yeah, yeah what i was saying is anyone that's willing to put themselves in that situation most charitably assuming he is innocent and that he's not an actual op you know he's got to have some sort of issue to uh <laughs> to be willing to do that the the thing i can like try and connect him to that he's trying to be is he wants to be a more militant version of like deray or something like yeah. that where where he won't be as like he won't be as like available as deray is to do like crooked media podcasts or push like rainbow doritos or anything like that but at the same point too still kind of sell out at a certain amount yeah oh man anything else we gotta say about john i mean I, so as of now, I think the FBI has said that, did they say that they are like essentially issuing a warrant for him, for his arrest? No, they took him into custody. That he oh, they did. Yeah, he's. I think he's in Utah County Jail right now under federal custody. Locked so. up. Yeah, let's see. They won't let's, let me out. I'm sure Locked people are. <laughs> I'm sure somebody is keeping tabs on how soon he's going to be released from that. But like, he's already facing charges in Provo. 
Um, and he, he, if he doesn't, again, I'm not like, I don't want people to get in trouble with the law, but like, if he has that much footage of himself committing, you know, those crimes and like, essentially egging on and incurring all the actions that took place that led to the deaths of multiple people i if he if he is like gets away with that i'm just going to be blown away and it's going to be 100 he gets away with it we know he's an op yeah there's no way he isn't that's that's what it boils down to though like if he gets off then like his cover is totally blown you don't you don't get off from those kinds of crimes unless like you're entangled in some sort of some sort of agency. Yeah. See, the, the thing about this being an op too is like the same thing about like anyone who says like Donald Trump committed crimes is that I don't know if he's actually fully capable of doing any of those because I don't know if he's aware of what he's doing at any given time. Because the one thing that I can take away from reading the entire article and knowing his own body of work is he's more of a danger to himself and others as like just like his own train of thought than any sort of like malicious intent he could possibly ever have. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, and that couldn't be more clear from, I mean, it's literally, I it's, it's incredibly surreal and it, it feels too weird to be true that he recorded that all of his actions and uploaded it to his own YouTube channel. That's tied to him that everyone knows who he is. They know that the video was filmed by him and everything uncut in, in this, like, how long is this video? Like 40 minute long video of his entire actions of just like, incrim- and it's still up. He literally, like, he knew, he had to have known that, um, you know, that the FBI was arresting people based on like footage that was being seen, like from baked Alaska, like we said, and John uploaded his own video of him doing these things and it's still on it's still on. it has a big ass watermark on the video like he he did you, this for credits could you imagine being such a clout chaser that you end up doing five to 20 years in Dude, federal prison i thought like i thought quaku was like a was like a, a grifter attention seeker Dude, john has taken this to one of the most incredible levels I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, I don't think I, I'm like he's a, really. He's a sociopath, dude. He's to, insane. I, I, it's it's mind blowing. Like, I'm sitting here looking like where I'm paused at on the video that I was watching. I'm looking at an image of Capitol uh, Police appear to be attending to this dead woman, Ashley Babbitt, on the floor, and then I see jaden x this big ass watermark right on the side of it and i'm just like looking at a dead woman on youtube with his watermark next to it like i i like it and after reading this article i just cannot it's 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 like breaking pieces of my fucking brain like i cannot believe this is somebody that exists kyle 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 Come on. <laughs> when it inevitably gets uploaded to the watch people die subreddit, you want proper attribution, okay? That's the thing, dude. I've never have you ever I mean, I used I had wandered onto that subreddit once upon a time. I've been on Live Leak before. I've never like those are purposely anonymous. That like that type of shit you don't want traced back to you in any way, even if you weren't even culpable in any sort of like what took place. The fact 
he's literally like it's it's his profile picture i'm looking at a dead woman on youtube i'm looking at his watermark and i'm looking at Jaden x and a picture of him like i it's insane it's insane and he has another like hour-long video um oh he has a discord yeah i saw that on his uh, insurgents usa page it was like no there's probably at least like 15 cops in there oh my okay damn it i'm gonna have to make an anonymous discord account and get into that he has a pay of course he has a patreon Ugh. he has a yeah he has a telegraph he has pretty it's, much oh my god the the patreon page is currently under review i don't know it's i can't i'm gonna wish my wife a happy valentine's day with a cameo from john sullivan dude well he's just obsessed with the imagery of protests like i i, I stumbled onto his um you know he has all these uploaded youtube videos that a lot of them just seem to be like ripped from the news or something like that um but he's obsessed with the imagery of protests like you scroll through his his youtube um channel and it's just like uh you know just as much in inflammatory imagery as possible and i looked through that as instagram once upon a time and it was the same thing and he also has like multiple burner accounts he was getting in fights with utah mads on twitter like once upon a time over the summer and he was like tweeting at her from multiple of his burners like trying to like agreeing with himself from different accounts it's just like is wait is he like the kevin durant of grifters dude he might be <laughs> Like I'm saying too, like he's just like Alex Jones because Alex Jones went to the same protest at the Capitol and Alex Jones's big takeaway was we have to shut Q down. Like it's, it's all just about like competition and things like that Mm -hmm. too. He wants to like Sullivan wants to like edge in on the protest movement that's going on right now too, and see if he can get a cut of it too. If not just like overtake it all together with just like sheer force of will. And he's definitely done it. I mean, he's popped up in Seattle, Portland and DC in addition just being here home in Utah so like he's putting in the effort to try and do this but it's all just for profit it's the same way he's hooking up with this uh documentarian too it's all for it's all for clout it's all for getting a market share of what he believes is like the new like protest economy like he's just the most ruthless capitals capitalist you can find yep dude his first video man his first video, man with a bow and arrow, open fire on a crowd of black protesters, full video, George Floyd protest. I mean, he's, he like has some of his own footage in here. And then he has, I mean, like, we all know what happened at the protest in, in Salt Lake City. So like he has footage of the burning car. He's got photo, he, warning, all exclamation points. The following video is extremely spelled very wrong. E-X-T-R-E-A-M-L-Y extremely graphic viewer discretion is advised like we the the guy with the uh fucking bow and arrow didn't hit anyone it's not an extremely graphic video but he's just so obsessed with the inflammatory nature of all this shit and like the bio or the the description on on this um on all of his youtube videos is it requires a lot of time and money to run this group we want to help out the community and so any support that you can show below is much appreciated check out our patreon page we would appreciate you signing up to become a member to show that you support our community want to help you patreon link cash app link venmo link if you'd like to join our discord community click the link below youtube channel second youtube channel twitch website instagram twitter facebook newsletter Thank you for all the support. Your solidarity means a lot. Oh my God. Like, 
this is the most LARPer shit I've ever. I, <laughs> but he's. I except I, LARPers it, don't end up in federal prison, dude. Some of them yeah. do. I mean, we're about to see if they do. <laughs> okay, oh, fair. man. Anyway, fine. So, you know, that's kind of where we want to end things. I just like. <laughs> This I don't know what's going to happen with this guy, but I think I thought it was really important that we um, introduced him into the canon because uh, he's I think he's the most famous Utah right now. Him and Mitt Romney. So I mean, no one else is making like the first story of Fox <laughs> News to say Antifa was behind everything. So I mean, yeah, dude, he is. <laughs> He has so many stupid YouTube videos, like white privilege at its finest police in riot gear, harass a black man filming protest. Like I, boy, this is just, he's just LARPing as, and as, as an actual activist and just, it's so dangerous. Like he has done more damage to, uh, Max mentioned it in, in that article. Um, like this is what, what this, what this um, creates in an apparent bid to protect his family's reputation and that of Trumpist cause to which he is dedicated. James Sullivan has campaigned to blame the riot on his brother and by extension on the leftist forces John supposedly represented. If the recent DFR slash Vox poll is to be believed, his efforts have been surprisingly fruitful. Like there is a large chunk of the population that thinks this really was like a left-wing insurgency. And, uh, this, I mean, John is likely the only person there that was, uh, that could be misconstrued as, as such. And, uh, this is what, this is where we're, where we're at. So, uh, man, he is how are you selling... guys doing? Greg, how are you doing? <laughs> uh, I'm a hell of a lot better than he's doing. Yep. 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 Anyway. He's selling a plate carrier on his website for $250. Are you serious? Yeah, that that means there's no plates inside of it. Like, okay, inside baseball for all of you out there, plate carrier is what like most military people wear is like body armor too because you're supposed to have plates inside. They're, they're ceramic. They stop bullets. That is where most of the wealth that goes into a vest goes into, not the vest because you're just wearing a fucking vest. You can usually get like a good play carrier for like 70 bucks. Yeezy plate carrier. Man. Well, the plates alone cost $250. Like what the fuck? We should, <laughs> man. Anyway, so big things coming from John. Keep an eye out. Um, coming soon to Terry Howd, Indiana. <laughs> I uh, I just want to end on uh, a tweet, a funny tweet I saw from John Claude Van Damme. He said, yes, I have a girlfriend. I will post her photo here tomorrow. Hashtag JCVD. So be oh, on the yes. lookout for uh, John Claude Van Damme's girlfriend on Twitter. And uh, yeah, any parting words, my friends? I got one really, really quick. Do you guys remember last year, right around this time, you know, things were actually still cool. We were hanging out, going to Bernie rallies. And, I do. You know, Right around this time last year, LSU completed the greatest college football season in the history of the sports going, what were they like 14 and 0 and they beat Clemson in the national title game 42 to 25. And they were then invited to the white house 
by the man of the hour, President Donald J. Trump, which uh, out of that, we got the greatest photo of all time. Because if you remember the meal that was served at that event, it was just a huge amalgamation of fast food. And we got this picture of Trump in his gigantic ill-fitting suit in his super long red tie, smiling ear to ear with this just audacious amount of fast food on this table with these giant candelabras. And he's just looking like the fucking Hamburglar with jazz hands. And I retweeted it on it's on my it's on my page right now it is the the funniest photo probably of all time it's and it has been the happiest moment of his presidency like he he looks was never happier than that moment oh my god dude and i apologize this was two years ago which but again Uh, two years ago the funniest photo of all time was taken yeah he was acting like a grandma like thanksgiving dinner during that too it's like this must be the quarterback. He's the most handsomest. Eat up that big guy. And like just going from guy to guy, just doing that. It was the greatest night ever for in President Trump's presidency. It was that and when he got to drive the truck, the big truck. Oh, the big truck. And I don't actually, I don't even think he drove it. I just think he got to like sit in the he, driver's he seat. He got to look the, at the big Where truck. absolutely those two moments were the highlights of his presidency. That's right. Him hanging out with the bikers too, where you get to act yeah. tough. You get to do that little kissy face. You're like, because he apparently he thinks like tough guys just like, I know, just do like that big kissy face. The and one lips. of the guys had the patch that's, and one of the guys had the patch that said family member of a Vietnam veteran. Oh my, that's right, dude. Oh man. Oh man, I'm gonna you know, miss Donald Trump. The last four years have been so not for those reasons. Bad. No, no, no. Just not the racism or the fascism. Just, just the, for uh, the that's just, just the tweets and the moments. Incredible. There's never he's like, there's never gonna be anything like it ever again. You there's know, not. if we had like a if we had like a head of state that just did like ceremonial things, I would say let's just make Trump that. Yeah. Like that's the deal. You can never you or none of your kids can ever be like president or anything like that. You get to just go like ribbon cuttings and hang around big trucks the entire time. Just oh, make him like the ringleader of a parade that like marches down Fifth Avenue like once a month. There is actually something fascinating about Trump too, where he's just like he treats every sort of weird sort of like photo op moment like he's a make a wish kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like him uh what was the thing with the um, the eagle and like the where he took the or he did the photo shoot with the eagle in his office or whatever? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, man. incredible! All right, boys. Well, it's been a pleasure, and uh, we will see everyone next week. Bye bye.
nervous and I can't relax Can't sleep cause my bed's on fire Don't touch me, I'm a real live wire 